0: There be piskies up to Dartmoor, ain't tid no good you say there ain't. I've felt them groping at my heart, I've helped their voices call and faint. There be piskies up to Dartmoor, and tid no good you say there ain't. Welcome to this episode of Why is the World? Something a bit different, Seve?
1: Yes, welcome to our first official Crown episode?
0: What's a Crown episode?
1: Well, it crowns off the season. Um, And the idea is, yeah, so like, as you guys know, every season is 10 episodes um, and we are on episode 20. So this caps off season two with our crown episode that is, and Miles, like, did the accent and the thing. And what are we talking about today, Miles?
0: Think We're going to be talking about Devon today, uh, specifically going to be answering the question Why do so many British people holiday in Devon?
1: Yes. Or, as we would say, why do so many British people go on holiday in Britain?
0: Vacation in...
1: Yes, vacation in Britain, or go on vacation in in Britain. In Devon. In In Devon, Devon.
0: yeah. Specifically. Um, So, something else about the Crown episodes is... the, The Crown episodes are selected from where either Sevier or I have a substantial link uh, in, in that we know we feel like we're qualified to talk about it without any prior research.
1: And you may think, oh, but last episode we did the Maritimes and I'd been to the Maritimes, but been is different than like lived or substantially like are, are various, very connected to the culture there. And that's kind of the yeah. difference between a Crown episode and yeah any other episode.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, we're talking about Devon today. Uh, Sevi, have you got any links to Devon? Have you been there? Have you got any preconceived notions about this question?
1: Um, I have not been to Devon. The closest I have been is Bristol in England, which is in Somerset?
0: That's right. Well, oh. I think technically it's now... Uh, it has, like, its own okay. city... It's like its own independent
1: but... area, ish type thing. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, but Somerset being another uh county—is that what you guys call them? Yeah. Yeah, within yeah. England. Um, Certainly
0: but... part of the historic counties.
1: So, so Devon borders Somerset, so that's why they're like I can say like they're close. But uh, my connection to Devon is you, which is you have.
0: I've lived there. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, you... I've lived there for. I lived there for four years.
1: And why were you there?
0: So I actually went to university in in Devon. Okay. Um, And I will also add that I didn't just stay in the university bubble. I did quite a few things that were outside the university, which is why I feel probably a lot more connected to Devonian culture than perhaps um, anyone that sort of just goes down and stays in their own bubble with other university students that have moved there from various corners of the earth. Um, so to this day, um, quite a few of my friends live in, they are Devonian themselves. And I used to spend time with them, their families. I, I did stuff outside of the university as well. That meant I got to explore the place.
1: Had you been there before you went to university there?
0: No, actually I was one of the few people that turned up on day one of university and, people said, oh, have you been to the open day? Do you know this? And I was like, I have never been down here before.
1: You hadn't even vacationed there.
0: Not even, not in Devon. So I've been to Cornwall, which obviously we'll, we'll have to talk about mm-hmm. um, because it's it's hard to mention Devon without Cornwall uh, as much as they probably don't want to be associated <laughs> with each other. But um, so, yeah, that's my, my thoughts on it. Did you have any preconceived notions as to why it might be? a place that people would go on holiday
1: um well i like geography wise i knew it like touched like two seas in some ways um Mm -hmm. and yeah so i'm sure that has a little bit to do with it and and i did know a little bit just from talking to you over the years and you being going to university there that it was quite a little bit more maybe mountainous like there's more open area to for recreation than say um like the center of london
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> they're not very comparable, but we Yeah. Can...
1: No, you're right. I uh, let me rephrase. There there's like the regions are like they're not all flat, for instance, or all or just all one type of uh on, geography is one way to put it, but what's a better way to put it? Like all one type of scenery.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the things that go with creating a different scenery is is quite varied in Devon. So do you want to kick this off and Tell me, um, how many people live there and where (laughs) it is and, uh, yeah, any, any information you've got about it for our listeners to.
1: So I was curious when it became a county. So I looked on like for for standard facts like this, the best thing is usually Wikipedia. And I go to Wikipedia and I go established and it said, instead of having a year, like almost every other place I've ever looked up has, it was, it just said the word ancient. (laughs) Um, and of course it like was a link to something. So I'm like, Oh, what does ancient mean? Um, and I clicked on it and what ancient means is basically like, there's no good answer. It's very fluid, right? It's like, in a lot of ways, it's always been some sort of kingdom or region. And the name has kind of shifted as language has changed. That's how old it is. Um, but I definitely got like pre ninth century ancient for around where Devon is. I don't know if you have a little bit more clarity on that.
0: Uh, so something interesting about Devon is, it was an area that the Romans struggled to control and um, put a large um, influence under, um, which may be part of the reason why it maintains a bit of a, um, a culture that's maybe more similar to Cornwall than perhaps Somerset or further okay. over. And that makes sense. It's a place where... So Exeter used to be called Isca. Iska... What's,
1: what's Exeter? We haven't t- covered that
0: right yet. It. So is one of the three sort of main areas of urban conurbation.
1: So Exeter's the capital of Devon?
0: Nominally, yeah. So it's not a country. Devon's not a country, but it's right. the place, right. it's place of administration. Yeah. It's, okay, that's a better way to put it. Yeah. So it used to be this place... Uh, so Exeter used to be this place called Isca. Uh, in Latin, which was uh it I think it generally just means like a fortified city, and Exeter itself has um, origins in being a Roman um town fortified settlement essentially for uh hosting a one of their legions. but they actually moved that even during the time of the Romans to a place in Wales. They moved it out of Exeter and out of Devon. Uh, for various reasons, and we don't really know why, but some people have said they they couldn't they couldn't uh, assert control could be a reason why they did that. And that's obviously what people would like to believe because it gives people a bit of like something to rally behind as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's oh, Like we our
1: ancestors just... kicked out the Romans.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're sort of like our own people's sort of sort of ideas. So, so who knows what the real um, reasons were for that? But so it wasn't really controlled by the Romans under as much authority as the rest of the country. And after the Romans, uh, you had like the Kingdom of Wessex, which was the part that sort of unified it into the UK in the, I think, as you say, about the ninth century sort of thing, maybe mm-hmm. around that time, um, which is a lot later than any other parts of England to be sort of incorporated into a kingdom at the time. So, and then obviously Cornwall's even much later and they have an even more distinct yeah. culture, so... It uh, it kind of like makes gradient. sense
1: geographically because Cornwall, if you think of so England, it has the Bristol Channel that comes in um uh in the into this from the Atlantic Ocean into the uh western side of the country. And it kind of mm-hmm. creates a peninsula on the southwest of England. And at the tip of that peninsula, that's Cornwall, that's the county there. But then the next county up, still within the peninsula, is Devon. Is that a good way to describe it?
0: That is a good way of describing it, yeah. yeah. So
1: it makes sense Cornwall was more isolated, and therefore it probably developed later, and then same with Devon. And Whereas counties that were more centrally located in England, probably they got uh, consumed or or they became made a part of England sooner.
0: Yep. That, um, yeah. That's a good way of putting it, yes.
1: So the area is about... um. 6,707 kilometers squared. This is a ceremonial county. Um, so the county has a few areas that are uh, more on their own, like Torbay um, and Plymouth, that uh, consider themselves their own regions. Um, but let's just include those within Devon for the ceremonial county in these numbers. Um, the year... Go ahead. People
0: people would include those as part of Devon, yeah. colloquially. Like You talk to someone and say is Torbay and Devon, it's like, what else is going to be part of? The moon? Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah. Is it, London it's... and England, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Um, yeah. So, uh, and then that's 2,590 square miles. I mean, you guys don't care about the numbers, so I'll give you some other uh, So that's like the size of Delaware in the United States. Um, or Palestine, if you want to think more of a country. So, so it is like on the smaller side, which makes sense because it's a county, it isn't like a whole uh, nation. Um, And then to give you some maybe perspective if those don't work as well is it's about a third the size of Slovenia. So we've covered that one before um, to give you a sense.
0: Refer to our previous answer. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Refer to our previous like answers relating other things. and then the population, so if you don't count those regions that aren't part of the ceremonial that you say you should include, it's a little under a million, but if you do include those regions, it's above a million, um, like 1.2 million. And so that's, again, the size of about Delaware's population yeah, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and then East Swatini uh, in Africa, uh, or Cyprus in Europe. Uh, well, what region of England would you describe this as? Like Southwest England?
0: Yeah, we'd yeah, you'd call it the Southwest. and. Okay. Uh it is. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of. It's very well. It's in the middle of the, the southwest kind of thing. So it's it's as it's as southwest as you can get, really.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: So but not Cornwall. Um, uh, so a lot of people would consider Cornwall, in some ways, to be like very distinctive and very sort of on its own, does its own thing in some ways. So the Cornish flag is. Seen that would so most people from Cornwall will, will get a Cornish flag and stick it on their car. So, as you're driving around, you'll see these like Cornish flags on people's cars. People would have key rings of it. People are like really behind Cornwall and they have been for a while. I mean, they have their own language.
1: So, it would, is it like almost like Texas in the US? It's like they're just more nationalistic towards maybe Texas than the US,
0: Pro- yeah. I would, although
1: you said they have their own language too, so that's taking yeah. it even further.
0: Yes, they. So I think it's a revived language called Cornish. Okay. Uh, they have like their own um, foods as well. They 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 have like distinctive sort of like buns and and different things like that. So.
1: So relate that to Devon. So like I get that culture in Devon. Would they have their own keychains and like flags as well? Like.
0: They are starting to. So they're really are they're, they're starting to create this sort of new Devon identity. I guess in many ways, and. They now have a flag which is Saint Petrox cross, which is um, a three by five flag, and it's green with a, a white cross. And the white has um, we did have a technical term, but we did. they, uh, they um, it's followed with black, so it's white yeah, cross a... with black uh, outline on the white cross, and then it's green in the corners or the yeah. rest of the flag, the base, and
1: the, the black outline is like thinner, whereas the white cross is yeah. like a substantial, regular kind of flag cross.
0: Yeah, and that was adopted officially in 2006, I think.
1: Oh, wow, so it's quite new.
0: Yeah, but it's historically been a thing for ages. Okay. So it was just officially. uh, And people have been told off for waving this flag because it's technically not an official national flag, and that's actually illegal in the UK to not Ah. wave your, your UK flag, essentially, or your one of your country flags. So... Uh, So now they have this flag, and green, white, and black are the colours of Devon, and so my university was in Devon, and we would wear those. They were our colours as well. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. As you can see, I'm I'm actually wearing a a (laughs) hoodie. (laughs) Uh, I
1: I was going to mention Miles' hoodie, but I didn't think that was good content,
0: but he'll do it anyway. (laughs) So So he's wearing wearing
1: green and white and, like, sweatshirt with, like, the coat of arms of his university on the le, the main yeah. above the heart,
0: exactly where it should be. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't really know if there's anything sort of to add. I, I guess we could talk a bit about the physical geography. That's what really makes uh, Devon a very special place because they they have so? um, two, they have two national parks. Um, one is. Exmoor National Park and one is Dartmoor, Exmoor is uh, on the north side um so on the the north north coast and the and Dartmoor's sort of a bit more central um okay in the, in the bottom so
1: when you say it's, Dartmoor it's, and Exmoor does that mean they are actual moors like yes okay what what is a moor you can explain what a moor is without looking it up
0: I don't know the actual definition of one.
1: Okay, everybody, Miles is going to look up what a moor is and tell us the technical answer.
0: Uh, it's a tract of un of open uncultivated upland, typically covered with heather.
1: Okay, what's upland and what's heather? <laughs> uh,
0: heather is like a type of grass. Okay. Um... Upland definition. An area of high or hilly land.
1: High or what?
0: Hilly. Hilly land. Hilly
1: land. So so high as in like it's above sea level kind of stuff? Yes. Okay.
0: So I didn't know that about a moor. Okay. Nor did I. <laughs> okay. It, it's really strange. I didn't know what.
1: Okay. Okay. Let's say I was walking through a moor. What would it be like? Like why, why do people vacation and come see these moors I'm guessing in Devon?
0: so a more would be if you think of some rolling hills
1: mm-hmm. and
0: rather than and then it would may have like wild grasses like really thick wild grasses
1: okay are these like green grasses
0: yellow grasses more brownish
1: okay
0: um it's probably like darkish with, with, yeah with with a bit of green in there and okay. then in the valleys you might have some streams okay and bordering the streams you would have woodlands potentially and then on the top, on the crest of those hills, in normal moors, they'd just be normal hills. But in Dartmoor, because Dartmoor is based on a granite bedrock, mm-hmm. they have rocks that will jut out.
1: Oh, that's and, cool. And,
0: and people will go rock climbing on these as well. And they can okay. be many, many meters high. Okay, like, so, like so this is meters. like
1: full-on like rope climbing, not just bouldering. Yeah.
0: Okay. yeah. Uh, and, and they exist in, in Dartmoor. And they, that would be called a tour, which is like an okay. old Breton word yeah. for like a tower and i you can get maps with it and it's a big thing to go tour to go running up to the tour like lots of people if you're if you're sort of staying in like a cottage in near the area uh, it'll be like a thing to like get up for sunrise and you'd like run up to the top of the tour tour and then look around and it'll be really pretty, and then you'd think, "Ah oh, now I can uh, run uh, back uh, and have breakfast. Uh, Are there tortoises? Um, I guess there are, but I don't think they call them that. That's okay. You're being a bit too a Wasted
1: opportunity. Um,
0: and one thing I will say is one of my, one of my friends. He's, uh, he lives um just outside Dartmoor. And he has a map of Dartmoor. And he has technically it's his dad's house. That'll probably help with this story a little bit and his dad's put on all of these pins on Dartmoor about all the tours he's been on. Okay. And he swaps the colour of the pin if he's been up that tour. So, so the so it's, d- so different colour means the like,
1: amount of times?
0: No. Oh, I see, okay. Color. So he's been it or he hasn't been there. Got it. And this, this map looks like a flattened hedgehog. It is, It is like more pin than map. It's it's literally if someone told you there was a map behind there, and someone told you was there wasn't a map, there'd be part of you would be like, mm, not sure so it who's right here.
1: Like it's an exercise in itself to figure out which pin is which tour if there are so many pins.
0: It it was a bit like that. There are there are loads of tours on Dartmoor.
1: Okay, uh, but, and that gives but it's, you it's, sense. It's, so I'm guessing from the top of a tour, you can see lots of other tours around you. Yes, It's kind yeah. of the way it is. Okay.
0: Yeah it's it's a really cool place to be and something else um about dartmoor uh, and this brings me on to sort of um being about dartmoor what what dartmoor is like so if, if you were there you would expect to see um thick mists like the fog in devon is it's just it's like out of a story out of a horror film it's you know, I've been in them myself. I've driven in them. I've walked in them. I've I've been in them, and like the really thick ones, you'd be struggling to see about two or three meters in front of you.
1: Does this come off the ocean?
0: It will be. I don't know where it comes from, but it it but gathers uniquely on. But the geography, and climate, base, got it. It on the moor, and that's kind of also what helps a moor be a common moor. Is typically people will think about fog. Uh, for being on okay. a more.
1: When I think about a more like and I've never been to one, so this is kinda of the picture I get. Tell me how close this is. Is like you get lost easily. It's like kind of the same thing everywhere, right? And we talk about how often these tours are. Um, it's so there's not really a lot of landmarks you can use to like get around. It's wet, um, it's foggy, it's uh, and then it's like uncultivatable in terms of like farming and that type of stuff. Is that about right?
0: I guess so. But there are farms on Okay. On the and there are landmarks around, but if you get it on a beautiful summer's day, you know you'll be able to see to the sea from Dartmoor. Okay. But on a not so happy sunny summer's day, it will be fog, and it'll generally be quite a bit of fog around, and it, and that's how you get lost, kind of thing. That's how people have been lost. Um, I'll say that little nugget of information on being lost. Um, there's a place called Dartmoor Prison. That is on Dartmoor, and it's a place where they would put uh, security individuals, uh, or security individuals, um, criminals, in Dartmoor, and then they would they would sort of defend the front part of it in case they got into the town. But
1: mm-hmm. if they
0: decided, if people decided to run into the into Dartmoor, they wouldn't really bother chasing them generally because no one would survive. But it, conditions wow. conditions pending, they'd just be like.
1: So if it was a clear day, they might run after them. But yeah. if it was like foggy, they're like, ah, like they'll either make their way back or they won't. Like they're not gonna. Well, escape.
0: The chances are they wouldn't is yeah. That that's how sure they were. So due to the thick mist, there are also lots of stone circles on Dartmoor, where yeah. there are a lot of. So they're kind of like from a Celtic origin of how these stone circles were, like Stonehenge. Like think about like a mini Stonehenge. Like that sort of thing exists. And then there are a lot of places, lots of uh, cries of birds and all of which instill a little bit of mystery about the place. And this actually leads us on to Dartmoor and Devon have a lot of folklore and like myths and legends sort of thing. And this is due to having places like Dartmoor that just feel a little bit eerie and you you never quite feel that comfortable being there.
1: And they're also old enough for those myths to kind of build up and develop.
0: And they also come from the Bretons, when most of England was Mm Anglo-Saxon. So that was like their way of keeping their traditions and stories. Okay. And they converted to Christianity a bit later than part of the rest of England.
1: So what's a good example of like one of these stories that's very Devonish? So
0: Pixies or Piskies. If you remember from the poem to start with, Varby Piskies upon Dartmoor. Yeah. So Piskies are just a pixie, just a different sort of pronunciation. So I'll just call it a pixie because that's a bit more familiar to the listeners, I'm sure. I have a thing called Pixie Day in Devon, which is um, in June. And it commemorates um, a legend of pixies being banished from a specific town in Devon called Ottery St. Mary. Uh, and they okay. go to they went to local caves called Pixie's parlor. And this is at the beginning of sort of Christianity. And the mm-hmm. local bishop decided to build uh, a church in Ottery St. Mary, and said, "Um, the bells are going to be cast in the ironworks, and they're going to be um, moved in, and we're going to put them install them in there." And they got so worried about the bells being destroyed. Um, he had to escort the monks to take these bells from Wales, which is where they were forged to ottery saint mary and the pixies got really worried when they heard about all of this because they thought that once the bells were in it would drive themselves and they would be forgotten about and they're they're like the the pixies they would be forgotten about they didn't want that um so they cast a spell over um the monks and uh, made them walk off the cliffs which ottery saint mary's nearby
1: like with the bells
0: uh yeah I think so but just as the monks were about to fall over the cliff one of them stubbed his toe on a rock and said god bless my soul and immediately the spell was broken and so the bells were brought uh, back to ottery st mary and put in the church however the pixie spell hasn't been broken and every year to this day um they um in june the pixies come out and capture the town's bells bell ringers and imprison them in the parlors in the pixie parlour which are those caves Um, to be rescued by the vicar every year and like this happens like the vicar will walk down to the cave and get the the people on june every year and they also use like the cub and brownie groups to help like reenact it and get the town ready for it right this same town uh, or near near to halloween so near the 31st of october Mm -hmm. Uh, Sorry, near the 5th of November, near Bonfire Night, so between those sort of two, they have a thing called tar barrels, Mm -hmm. um, which is just nuts, to be honest. And it's a tradition of local-born people in the town get nominated, these young men, to put on pretty much like some oven mitts, get a barrel which is probably about a metre in height, Mm -hmm. uh, and then they just put tar in it, they set it on fire, and everybody from the surrounding area comes to this really small town. And then these people with these bottle- barrels of tar, they put them on their back, and then they just run through the town.
1: With them, like, on flames, like flaming. On fire,
0: yeah, and they are hot. They're really hot. I have been to this myself as a fun thing to do. Right, and it's as just a university nut. student. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just nuts. Like, there's just... Just, is it like burning
1: their back, or it's just they're running fast enough? It doesn't matter. Yeah, they
0: wear they wear numerous shirts, and they like burn okay. them off during the night as well. And they're like just rugby shirts, and just right. it's just everything about that night is just crazy. It's 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 everything that you like about Devon. And fun, though. Yeah, and it's it's one of those sort of like traditions that this has been going on for I think hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, nuts. So um, we've been sort of rambling on about Devon for a little while now. Should we have a little think about what the question was?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I'll reiterate the question and you can answer it. Um, Why do so many British people holiday in Devon?
0: It's a good question. So do British people holiday in Devon?
1: <laughs> of course that's the next question um, I don't know, do they? <laughs>
0: you haven't, well, that I, doesn't
1: mean the British people don't
0: But I don't have any data on this So I, have, I haven't prepared any data For this, but yes, people go on holiday In Devon quite, quite readily But the, I, the ideal place really To go on holiday is to go to Cornwall
1: Okay
0: However, recently Prices to go to Cornwall Are Really high like it's very expensive to go to Cornwall.
1: Cornwall's just charging more because they can. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah. Um, you've also had a lot of people like buy second houses down there, particularly during the pandemic. Cornwall was the place that, um, okay. house prices inflated the most because that's the ideal place to to go and live.
1: Quick aside. Is that true, like amongst most Western countries? Because I found, like the U.S., like definitely a lot of people moved from like larger city type areas to more of like outside, like smaller towns, um, in like a lot of the viewers in the West, but basically like smaller places where they could enjoy nature and work remotely.
0: Certainly was in the U.K. That's for sure.
1: And you're saying Cornwall was kind of the epicenter of where people were kind of doing that.
0: A hundred percent, yes. People, so that huge
1: influx would probably also rise prices considerably because all of a sudden demand did, yeah. is yeah.
0: Yeah. Um so Cornwall Cornwall also has the best beaches uh, and the prettiest views um of in, in the beach and, and a lot Does of people Mors, go there too? for the beach. They do have moors as well. Okay. They've got So, so it's like it's, so it's a lot like
1: so it's a lot like Devon in that sense. Yeah. Like the geography.
0: Yeah. Um but Cornwall also is a lot further to go we We're okay. talking a part of Britain that doesn't have a motorway
1: okay
0: yeah it's it's a lot slower to drive, there's more traffic, you know you can think about everyone's like coming uh like being forced bottlenecked into like the smaller and smaller counties and stuff and peninsula yeah, so that does happen and uh Cornwall is if you think about this, this is further south in the British Isles, and a lot of people tell me, "Oh no. The temperatures all got to be the same in the UK because it's such a small place. <laughs> Go and live there. It's <laughs> the difference between living in Cornwall and living like in the Midlands, and that's not even halfway up, is completely different. In so you're saying Cornwall's a lot warmer. It's a lot warmer. The winters are a lot easier to endure. Like there's no frost. It doesn't really get below freezing, and the the sun and the beaches and everything. It's just it's it's a nice place to be. Mm-hmm. Um so that's cornwall um and devon is very similar and has parts that are also very expensive it has parts that are arguably even more outdoorsy than cornwall Mm -hmm. there's there's you've obviously got dartmoor dartmoor is unrivaled in the uk um whereas you've got like bodmin Moor in cornwall which is much much smaller and, and less less extensive and less fun to do these orienteering so people will do running and on the the moors people will um go and do stuff i've done canoeing i canoed down um uh a river called the tin river uh t-e-i-g-n in the um well it starts sort of at the base of the moor and that's where we okay. sort of jumped on and then we went down to so we've talked a lot same, about but... the
1: moors where else do people vacation within devon
0: so Tor bay is okay um sort of like the next big urban conurbation down from Exeter it's sort of there's a devon kind of has a little uh little v shape i guess like a point coming out at the southern mm-hmm. side of it it's on the east side of that so it's kind of like sheltered from the atlantic and that okay. leads that that place to have a subtropical climate oh
1: cool. and
0: um, and if you have photos of that place you know you could make this look like it's maybe not quite the caribbean but the the bay is like blue like really that sort of like holiday picture blue so
1: that's Tor bay Tor, oh i guess it is called Torbay Torbay bay. Uh, yeah. okay
0: yeah so Torbay bay is made up of brixham paynton and torquay and Torquay's the the main one and uh there's palm trees there's uh there's a huge holiday destination it's a it's a place where people may call it the English Riviera. Yeah,
1: and to give you a better sense, like this bay, like it's literally like it's like a U-shaped bay, kind of like jutting into the land. So, like, and you got the beaches all around that, and probably the development and the cities and the yeah. resorts. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, so that sounds very beautiful.
0: Yeah. So, and that's my my friend that I know that that lives down there. He lives very close to Torbay. So, I've been there, been there plenty of times. I um. It's quite funny because a lot of people will go there and they'll think, oh, it's amazing. But that's where, as a Devon person might call them, that's where the Grockles go.
1: So is a Grockle like the city folk that are vacationers?
0: a A Grockle is actually anyone that's not from Devon. Okay. <laughs> like an outsider. It's, it's, it's kind of like a slang term they have. It's like the grockles it, come down and you're like...
1: Whoa. It's it, it's kind of like a, the, the how the Mexicans might say gringo to somebody who's not from okay. Mexico.
0: Maybe, yeah. yeah. It's funny they and, both have that GR. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I would know of other places in nearby to Torbay that are, that I would say are maybe not quite as beautiful, but they won't have all the people. Okay. Um, and that's... And then yeah uh, and yeah so that's a, a really nice place to go and if you go further down from that you have um, places like salcombe and Kingswear and dartmouth and these are sort of bays from sort of river mouths that have come out uh, come up to the sea and they are stunning villages and there are houses in these places that will retail for more than you and I can ever make out of cryptocurrency or like we're, we're talking like, like millions like, yeah tens of millions like yeah like masses amounts of money for these these sort of houses and again
1: so they're so, almost like the, summer homes or like like be front yeah, homes absolutely. for the uber wealthy yeah
0: yeah um for a lot of the case now we've we've spoken a bit about this sort of idea that they're quite wealthy and a holiday place and actually the next town along the big town Plymouth which is the largest place in in Devon um that's actually a bit more deprived they have a lot of industry particularly in association with the navy okay um and it's it's uh it's yeah a lot more deprived from than Exeter and Torbay um I think it's and another thing I'd really like to to add is Outside of Exeter, a lot of Devon is actually very it's one of the poorest areas in the UK, oh, okay. um, and it's it's quite deceptive because people will usually think of the northeast and the northwest as being very deprived, and they are. Um, but Devon is actually one of the next most, and the southwest is actually one of the next most um, deprived places. This and part it of it sounds like Cornwall
1: for, isn't, but Devon it more so is.
0: Cornwall is as well. Okay. And and Cornwall has so Cornwall and Devon are places people retire to, and it means that there's not a lot of jobs, and you have this sort of um, people that grow up there have a lot less opportunity in their life than okay. if they grew up in other parts of Britain. And it's um, it, it's all well and good saying this place is really expensive, but that's never for people that have grown up there. It's all for sort of foreign investment or London-centric investment.
1: Okay. now that makes and, total and, sense. Yeah. And that and, is
0: exemplified even more in the north side of Devon.
1: Okay. So along um, the... Is it considered the Bristol Channel, or is it more the Atlantic Ocean on the north side that it they, touches? They might,
0: I think they would call it the... Close to the Atlantic Ocean. I don't know if they'd call it the Irish.
1: But you're saying, like, as that becomes more remote, it's a lot less... Uh, It's less wealthy, there are less jobs, there's less industry, there's less, yeah.
0: That's exactly right. So, Exeter is the end of the motorway system in the UK. Um, And so, sort of like the further you get away from that, the less connected it's going to be. And the less communication and...
1: uh, I find it surprising everybody goes to Cornwall when the highway ends in Exeter. Like, you think they would all go to Devon because they have to go to Devon to get to Cornwall anyway.
0: They still have national roads but it's just that's where that's where it starts to like you notice it 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 starts to come down a bit Uh, my friend would always tell me that oh the 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 a road after exit is actually better than the motorway because it has four lanes but it doesn't have four lanes for very long yeah it's yeah Uh, so yeah it's just while we talk about how great it is it's important to know that it's not great for for everyone involved
1: is the maritimes our last episode a good analogy of like there's less jobs because there's just it's it's more outdoorsy it's more like there's there's not as much things to do in terms of exactly, industry
0: yeah. okay exactly like that um
1: but the caveat is it's not like yeah it, uh, probably housing is also a little cheaper in devon than maybe other parts yes. of england but there are parts of it like Torbay. bay um or Exeter, that are a lot more cityish and a lot more, like, Eng- you talked about it, it was called the English Riviera, that are a lot more wealthy in terms of, yeah. like, because of the beauty, or the yes, location. Yeah.
0: Because it attracts a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, okay. um, that makes sense. So, yeah, on the northern side of Devon, that's where people would do a lot of surfing, because the swell is a lot bigger. Okay. Um And the southern is a bit more swimming, should we say, and and a bit more
1: Beaches.
0: Okay. Um, so, so that's what Devon offers a huge diversity with that. And then the east beaches of Devon, also, it's called the Jurassic Coast and it's the densest place in the world to find dinosaur fossils. Oh, wow. And, and, and they think it, and it's usually so common they would say, if you and I went there tomorrow and spent like six to eight hours searching for it, we'd be sure to find something. Wow. If we knew what if, if we knew what we're, were looking know- for. We'd find something like a fossilized, like um, ammonite or something. Yeah.
1: So, okay. So I think I get why so many people go to visit there. They holiday in uh, Devon. Are there other aspects of Devon or other things that you've that we're missing in terms of why they vacation or just why what makes Devon different or unique as a place?
0: um i guess i guess we've covered most things it's it comes down to it's better weather than most there's more there's more space it's cheaper than cornwall and there's such a variety of outdoors things to do
1: and it's got its own unique culture as well as what i'm hearing yeah Yeah, it you'd really only
0: pick that up really if you live there i think okay um, it's 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 subtle, subtly different, but that's
1: okay. yeah Would, what if are there is it? We haven't talked about mountains at all. Is there any like kind of hilly, mountainous regions, or is that more just part of the moors?
0: That that will be part of Dartmoor. Will be mainly where okay. those those are in this in this case. It's and just to let you know, I have been sledging in forty centimeters of snow in Dartmoor. Sledging like, I, like sledding. Yes. You, yeah. Okay. Uh, so if I'd brought my skis, it would probably be skiable. Like oh, you wow. have that you have that complete um range of things to do and it's just Devon's a fantastic place to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. Um <laughs> and I guess that's uh, where we're going to finish up on this episode of why people British people vacation in Devon or holiday. And
1: and maybe maybe a better question is other or why should Everybody traveled to Devon to go visit. And um, yeah, no, I've never, I'd love to see him more. I've, yeah. Like, I only have pictures of, or images and, like, bro- books I've read to kind of describe what it is. And I guess what you've said today. Um, and it's, it sounds very different and interesting. And then also, obviously, like, English Riviera or dinosaur fossils. Like, that sounds like, like, I'm still getting over that fact.
0: I have to say, I've always. I've always thought that it's a place in the UK that I think does uh, probably resonate quite a lot with you, Sevi, with that outdoors lifestyle and things to do. And um, it, do- it does its own thing, kind of, in some ways, but doesn't shout about it.
1: Mm-hmm. I like, people, I like people the Indian, it like... doesn't shout about it.
0: Yeah. People generally won't know that it does its own thing and what Devon can offer. Mm-hmm. And that and that's what people in Devon love. They just kind of... To people in Devon, it's probably like their little place. And... Yeah. And they're okay with it being like that. So
1: that's a wrap on episode 20, The Crown episode. Season 2 is over. How do you feel, Miles?
0: I, I feel like... So, 7 so and I have spent the best part of an hour um, doing this. And... I feel like I've got so much more to tell you.
1: You can still tell us a little bit more <laughs> if you want. <laughs>
0: maybe we'll have to cover that in another episode. Maybe, maybe we can do, do another one later. Or even... Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, Devon part two. Um, although that will like... I guess... Yeah, we'll see if that's a crown episode or not. Um, so don't forget to subscribe to our Instagram. And we're now on TikTok too. At Podcast Why is the World. Um, Miles is very proud of that um
0: (laughs) and Uh, don't forget to rate us on the podcast as well five stars please
1: yeah six stars if you can um yeah no apple like uh, uh, apple Podcasts would be great um spotify wherever you get your podcasts also subscribe that helps a lot so you guys get every single episode um yeah are you uh, giving that
0: a royal seal of approval
1: I think we can give that a, a seal of approval. We can we can tip our crowns, um, and uh, uh, is there a different way to say? I I usually I look this up, but you were kind of leading this episode because you know everything about it. Um, is there a different way that they say goodbye in Devon?
0: Uh, not from my experience. Okay. So it, would, it would just be a see ya or goodbye, okay. whatever. A cheerio. Uh, they would. So as be they cheerio. say <laughs> in Devon, Miles, see ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>